Hi, and thank you very much for joining me on another special bonus episode of the Nasty Pasty podcast. So today, we've got something rather special. I visited Horrorcon back in October, which was a little horror convention set in Liverpool, and who should I bump into there but British cult star Caroline Monroe. So I got chatting with her, I told her about my passion for horror, and as soon as I told her about the Nasty Pasty podcast, she was thrilled to possibly take part. And it was a real dream come true for me, as she's absolutely brilliant. She was such a joy to speak to, and I've got the entire interview right here, going through both the films that she was in that we're covering on the Nasty Pasty podcast, as well as some of her other pictures that she's fond of. So anyway, please enjoy. Okay. So, um, good evening to you then, Caroline. Um, Welcome to the Nasty Pasty podcast, and really thank you so much for agreeing to speak with me as well. I I really didn't expect this to happen. (laughs) I'm really, really humbled. I love the name. I love it. Say it again. What was the The, name again? The Nasty Pasty podcast. That's so cool. (laughs) I really like that. Nasty Pasty. Nasty Pasty podcast. That's brilliant. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, thank you for asking me anyway. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> no, um it's it's a real it's really an honor. Um I'm oh. a big big fan of the some of the films that you're in. They've they've really made my um my teenage years really because I mean I, oh. I I grew up um you know watching horror films anyway, but then I discovered this kind of the the video nasty era, shall we say, and I've just, <laughs> yes. just you know just just been absolutely um flabbergasted by it ever since. Yeah. Well, I won't waffle too much about what the show kind of is, but Basically, I'm also writing a book as well about the um, the video nasty scandal in, in Britain because right. it happened way before I, I was alive. So I kind of missed yes, that. Yes, because you're only a baby, aren't you, Andrew? <laughs> you sound like a baby. <laughs> I, I am. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm still yeah. in my twenties, so I missed oh. I missed all that era. I wish I could have been yeah. around. It seems like it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was <laughs> um, different. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I'm covering basically um, in the book, the, the video nasties, but I'm covering the films that were out at the same time that didn't really get trolled in, even though yeah. some of them were just as just as violent. And the, yeah. pod, the podcast is all about those films that weren't actually nasties. So, oh, and I'm okay. sure, yeah, so I'm sure that a lot of people do know who <clears> you are, Caroline, but tell us a little bit, how, how did you get into film acting at first? Golly, gosh, that goes back a long way, Andrew. Um, <laughs> wasn't what I intended to do, that's for sure. I I left school at 16. The school closed down, actually. Oh, really? A, <laughs> yeah, it did. It was in Rottingdean, which is outside of Brighton. It's this little small village. Mm. Um, and it closed down, and I didn't really... Very dyslexic, so I... I mean, not that that means that you're slow because it doesn't, but it means that, you know, some things kind of take longer with the reading and the maths and things. Um, But art, I thought it was going to be art that I would follow. Mm. So I actually got a place in in Brighton um, Art School, which is actually very good, a good art school. But I got Saturdays, so I I was only 16, so I started on Saturdays doing Saturdays and, and... and so I did that for a while. And then uh, there was an art student friend um, who was studying photography. And he said, can I take some photographs for my portfolio? And I, I said, that's fine. So mm. we did um, in a lovely place down in, in by the seaside. And we did that. And he spoke to my mom because he was quite pleased with the pictures. And he said, can I send them to 
a photographer who's having a competition in a paper in, oh. in London, and it was David Bailey who who's, who was a huge kind of fashion photographer at the time. Anyway, hmm. he sent the pictures off with my mother's, um, you know, agreement. And basically, I went on to win the competition, uh, oh, wow. which was his picture one, and I won the face of the year. And that goes back way, way, way. Um, <laughs> so I started modeling, and then by the by, I had a very nice agent, Lucy Clayton. And then, <clears throat> um, they, they used to get producers and things, casting people coming along looking for extras. Mm. And so they came along to Lucy Clayton, which was in Bond Street in the centre of London, and they asked a few of us if we'd want, you know, if we'd come along and be extras in, it was a film called Casino Royale, the original, oh. <laughs> with David Niven and Woody Allen, and I oh, was wow. one of the ones that was chosen, um, oh. and much to my agent's, you know, delight. Yeah, yeah, of course. I went on and I, I started, I started mm. doing a little bit of extra work. Um, mm. and was learning all the time. I was looking and learning and watching and on the set. That was my, I, I watched Woody Allen work and I watched David Niven. I'd sit on the mm. sideline of mm. the director. And so I was, I was kind of learning stuff mm. and, and thinking about it. Still doing the modeling. I went <laughs> on to do a few kind of campaigny things and, yeah. um, uh, and then eventually, um, over, I did a film with Richard Widmark in the 60s, late 60s, Richard Widmark and Topol. And mm. I worked with some great actors and directors. And then eventually I did a big campaign that was called Lamb's Navy Rum and was mm. spotted by Sir James Carreras, who's the head of Hammer. Mm. Um, he used to travel up and back to um, Brighton. And, and the, the posters for Lamb's Navy were great big posters, big billboards. Mm. And he he'd seen the poster and he said, oh, he, he asked his chap if he could um, casting man if he could find me and maybe do a screen test. Anyway, they found me through the agency, mm. and I did a, a screen test with Peter Collingson. You know, Pete, no, you're too young. No, I don't <laughs> you're think I'm not. <laughs> he was a wonderful, wonderful director. He died, he died he died very young, but he was a fantastic director. And mm. they offered me a contract for Hammer. So wow. I wanted to do the two two films for Hammer. Oh, that um, the um, abom- abominable Doctor uh, Fibes and the uh, Doctor mm, Fibes rises again. No, no, they weren't Hammer actually. They no, weren't. It was the Dracula AD and Captain Cronus, Vampire Hunter. They oh. were the Hammer films. The other, the others, the abominable Fibes, the two Fibes films. I'm trying to think who they were with. Were they? It wasn't Amicus. AIP. Mm. I think it was AIP Pictures, maybe. Mm. I believe um, um, I believe there was a, a, a an amusing story about feathers with those two films, wasn't there? Oh, with the the vibes. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I was I had a contract actually with Hammer, mm. and the um, the the producer and director of the the vibes films uh, came along and said, "Could we have Caroline for just a you know a." A tiny cameo in in the fives, and they 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 weren't happy, Hammer, because I was under contract. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but um, it was to work with Vincent Price, and I thought, my goodness, that's an amazing chance <laughs> to work yeah. with him. So, so I actually I agreed to do it. I don't think I got paid, and also mm. I didn't get um, my name there. But I was I was actually 
it wasn't about the money or the you know about the name it was actually mm. about working with these amazing people so but the experience so i got to do that and and um which was delightful he was wonderful to work with mm. and we had a, a couple of scenes where we we were in in the films i was his dead wife uh, um yeah. the third i'd had an accident and the surgeons tried to operate on me and anyway basically i died but he <laughs> he was going to try and bring me back to life and in one of the scenes, um, I was lying in the coffin, mm. um, and Vincent was to get him beside me. I was dead in the coffin. Mm. But they put these, it was a wonderful costume. It was a, it was kind of a beautiful, luxurious dressing gown, but it had all these feathers. <laughs> and I, I am incredibly allergic to feathers. <laughs> and so they said, he said, Caroline, would you, and it was beautiful, and it was all these marabou feathers, which are very kind of fluffy, particularly fluffy. Yeah. So they said, you've got to wear this for the scene, and I said, oh, okay. <laughs> I was very young and very well, you don't want to, you don't really want to say no, do you? No, no, I couldn't say no, and they were period, you know, it was a period sort of costume thing. Mm. Anyway, lay down, and my nose and my eyes were so itchy, and I was trying not to <laughs> sneeze. And of course, I, I was the dead body, the dead Victoria. So I, yes. <laughs> it was a really hard scene to hold my breath. And you know, and, and then they said, are you all right? I said, well, not really. I'm terribly allergic. To they said, well, it won't take long. We'll only be a couple of hours. So, oh, a couple anyway, of hours. Well, oh, by the time goodness. they did in and out and Vincent got in and out and said the dialogue. And anyway, got through that. <laughs> Managed to get through it with the oh, help wow. of his... Um, he he made the most. He was a wonderful cook. I don't know if you know that. Do you know? No, he I did, didn't. He did, he did wonderful cook. He was an amazing cook, and he used oh. to bring in to the makeup girls and myself. He used to bring in lovely homemade pate in the mm. morning that he'd made the night before. Bring mm. it in, and we'd sit in the makeup room and <laughs> have this <laughs> lovely pate and toast, and then go and lie in the coffin. <laughs> so, um, so it was interesting. Anyway, no, he was great mm. to work with. So Hammer let nice. me out to do that. Mm. Oh, that was good of them. Yeah. Um, so I'm having a look here. You um, yeah. You went on to do um, the Golden Voyage of Sinbad. I remember um, with the I Ray did. Harryhausen sort of you know, stop motion creatures. Did you enjoy I, that? Oh, I had an amazing time doing that film, and I think I was very lucky to have got it because it was Brian Clements who directed and wrote the. Um, uh, Captain Cronus, Vampire Hunter, mm. <clears throat> and it was Ray Harryhausen and Charles Schneer who were trying to cast for the role of Mariana in the mm. film in, in the Golden Voyage. And Brian kept lobbying. He said, "You've got to try and use this girl because I think she'd be right." And <laughs> as Brian had written the screenplay, he thought I might be right. Mm. Anyway, they said, "No, no, we want somebody. We want maybe Rachel Welsh or a very big American name." <laughs> anyway, kept on, kept on, and then they went to see some of the footage, mm. and by and by, I, w I was chosen to do the role, which was amazing. That's lovely. And, and I got to know and work with Ray, and I he he was a dear, dear mm. friend of mm. mine, became a dear friend. And his daughter now, I, I see his daughter all the time, um, I'm a, kind of a trustee. Um, mm. on the Ray Harryhausen Foundation. So oh, wow, that's wonderful. Yeah, I know. It's keeping his keeping his name obviously alive because he mm. 
to me, well, the I've, Godfather of special effects. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I I did animation <laughs> in um, university, and Ray Harryhausen is still you know offered quite a lot as um, source material, especially because oh. stop motion is the stop motion animation he's done. It hasn't really been paralleled since, I don't think. It it I mean, literally, he came. He he was the first one. I mean, mm. he, he was with Willis O'Brien at first, but but Ray was certainly the first one. Mm. to do that and he called it Dynamation and he did everything. He was he totally a one man band by himself. <laughs> I mean he was he was extraordinary and mm. I just remember being at his BAFTAs, this was when he was ninety, when Ray was ninety. He was um <laughs> being honoured with a BAFTA and I remember all these it was um uh John Landis being the M C and mm. Ray was sitting, you know, just in the front there. And then you had Peter Jackson, you had um, Tim Burton, you had mm. Steven Spielberg, Rick Baker, all these extraordinary people <laughs> just coming and honouring Ray. Mm. And I remember Spielberg saying, if there were, if Ray Harryhausen hadn't been Ray Harryhausen and hadn't um, invented this wonderful form of um, stop-motion photography, then mm. there would be no Star Wars. So, mm. I mean, what an what an honour is that? But I was going to say, yeah, because I mean, oh. you can see that just in those names you said, they've all taken inspiration oh. from that sort of thing. I mean, especially um, Tim Burton, P- yes. Peter, Peter Jackson as well. Peter, you know, but... Peter Jackson was. They showed footage of Peter Jackson when he was a twelve-year-old boy, and mm. he had a tiny little stick man. They showed it at Ray's Buster thingy. And yes. his, his mother, Peter Jackson's mum and dad, had filmed him, and he had a little stick man that he, <laughs> you know, kind of bent about, sort of plastic yeah. man. And then he kind of superimposed himself, and he was fighting with a little stick with this. It was so clever, and he'd actually <laughs> kind of animated it. So, you oh, know, when wow. he showed it to Ray, and Ray was so delighted. It was just yeah. Yeah, I think okay. yeah, I think he used um, he used quite a lot of stop an, uh, stop motion animation in uh, one of he his did. first films, uh, Bad Taste, I think it was called. But was so, it? Like, oh, see, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I think I, I think that's yeah. the only one I know of. Um, I mean, I haven't seen many as much as um, Jackson's early work, but I think there was there was definitely one about some sort of um, very rude aliens, I believe. I think it's called oh, Bad wow. Taste. Oh, that's <laughs> wonderful. He must have been very young, and and of course Tim Burton. Yes, went on and yeah. he did The Corpse Bride and he did a lot of things, didn't he? Mm, night, well, yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas, it's all stop motion. Now, yes, 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 especially mm. that one, yes. The thing yeah, is, you don't see it much anymore, do you? Because I, I think yeah. when, I, when I was in university, I learned that stop motion is actually the most expensive type of animation to do. I even bet, though because it's, it takes so long. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It, it takes a, a lot of patience and a lot of um, yeah. you know, just what just one mistake can undo hours of work. And that, that's the thing. Well, and, and it used to take Ray, as I say, single-handedly a whole year. Mm. So when we finished Timbad, we finished in '73, and mm. the film didn't actually come out till '74. Till he put all all wow. the animation single-handedly. I think mm. with Clash of the Titans, he got one more person in to help him. Yeah, because it so was it's such a big cast, and yeah, <laughs> and then I think then at that point, <clears throat> I think the very start of all the special effects and CGI. Yeah, and for yeah. him, you know, I, I'm not sure. How do you feel? You're young. You're a young filmmaker, and mm. how do you feel about CGI? CGI. Well, yeah. I think we I think we mentioned this, didn't we? And um, when I went to Horicon, like I don't yeah. I don't mind CGI, and I think it, it does. 
it does kind of let directors be a little bit more free with what they want to achieve with something. But, yeah. But I yeah. feel it makes them lazy in some ways. I yeah. Because it's so easy to do something, especially in terms of um, like, like these sorts of special effects that you see in the old slasher films that you've been in. Like, yeah. The, like, the sort of practical effects just aren't done anymore. And it's, it's no. a shame because you lose that sense of realism and verisimilitude you do, you do, in front of the camera. You absolutely, you do, totally, you, you, you mm. lose the spontaneity. That's the thing. The actor loses it because by the time you put it all on after and, you mm. know, it, it's all very well. You can have raised wonderful creatures and things, but which mm. was extraordinary because he'd show you storyboards and and mm. then you'd have a stick and that would be your eye line. But mm. to actually do, say, like some of the Hammer films, it was mm. all done in front of your eyes, which was yeah. just amazing. Well, I think I mean, that's what makes it, I think that's what makes these films extra special. When I do. there's a when there's a technical effect that's actually really impressive, and you think yeah. they managed to conjure that up basically in front of the camera, and uh, there's not only totally. this. Yeah, so that's what's impressive. Not only is it an impressive effect, but you you know that it's happened in front of the camera. Absolutely. You, you, yes, the audience knows that. They, they they do know it, and they obviously know it's an effect because they've seen so much about effects now. Yeah. But obviously yeah. when Ray when Ray started way, way back then, then people didn't know. It was kind of magical. And, yeah. and he always said, I know you talk to me a lot about it, he said, my films are about fairy tales, Caroline. He said, that, mm. you know, I want to really kind of conjure up that. And it's true. They were <laughs> very kind of magical and mystical. Mm. And, um, yeah, we have we have definitely lost that a little in terms of modern films. I mean, I, I think it, I think it's, it certainly depends how long um, you take on the CGI because some CGI is very, very good. And it's um, oh, yeah. you can tell that they put the effort in. But, but it can they, also but just then they have easily. the budget. This yes, is exactly. Thing, Andrew, they have huge budgets. Whereas <laughs> That's in, the thing. You know, when way, way back budget. then, you, yeah. you, you, you know, you've got to be inventive and clever. And, of course. And, I think that's why know. I love low-budget films, because yeah. they tend to be so much more creative in terms of their kind of... Well, because obviously their locations are restricted, they can't yes. do much with the effects. So they no. have to just be practical and be... They have to be practical and think on their feet and also you don't get a chance to many takes because takes yes. cost money so it's pretty mm. much going to be especially with a, a practical effect it has to be mm. you know if you don't get it right the first time it's going to take forever to try and set it up again <laughs> well, you know, I, even I can't, on, I can't oh, remember it was I think it was um, I, I don't know if it was Jane Ju- uh, Dame Judy Dench that said something like um, the difference between um, oh no 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 that's who it was it was um, D. Wallace Stone, oh, yeah. the actress, the, yeah. the American actress, because yeah. she was asked once at a convention, she said, what's the difference between um, you working on some of your more you know, high-budget films and some of the yeah. low-budget films? She said, really? Just the amount of time in between it's, takes. It's time. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. She said, she said on all time. of the low-budget features, she was working yeah. all day, all very day. busy, very busy, you know, yeah. and very active, but yeah. on the higher-budget higher pictures... There'd just yeah. be days sometimes between you being called to the set. And yeah. you just think, wow, that's it's a bit of wasted time, really, thinking well, of what you could it's achieve. It's wasted time and money. But then again, you, it, it can work both ways. Because having, having said that, I'm going to kind of go back on myself. I think, <laughs> it's okay. Well, I think when you, you look at some of the Hammer films, they were beautifully lit. Mm. But they, it didn't take that long. Whereas if you say like a Bond film, they took a long time to do the lighting. 
Yes. Um, with Hammer Films, they were used, the crew were all used to working together and they knew the sort of, the look they wanted. It was very mm. stylized and a, you know, a certain look they wanted. Mm. Um, so, I, I don't know, but I, I definitely think she's right. It's having the luxury of time mm. on a, on a, on a bigger budget film. You have luxury. Yeah. And if it's wrong, then you can maybe have another bash at it. But, but yeah. with a, with a, with a, you know, tiny budget or a no budget film, you've got to kind of get it spot on as near as you can. Yeah. Yeah. You've got, you've got to be, you you've got to, well, you've got to be spontaneous, I you've guess. To, yes, to, you really do, which can make it actually more real, too. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. thought that. I mean, a lot of people, mm. I know that, because I'm, I'm a big fan mm. of slasher films in general, and a lot of the criticisms of them is that, you know, the characters act a little silly, shall we say, or a bit, you know, non-realistic. But yeah. on some of them, I think it works for them, because you do think, well, you know what, if you, if you naturally got surprised by a killer, you're not going to be thinking the most clearly, and, you know, your no. speech is going to be a little bit off, shall we say. So yeah. sometimes I think it works, other times it doesn't. But I mean, Exactly, it is catch and go. I mean, it can yeah. work. It, it cannot work too, that's true. But um, even when it doesn't work, I think <laughs> these films are so kind of, you know, they, they, they're geared towards just having fun that it doesn't really matter necessarily. You know, a film, a film can be fun and not well made, and then you can have a film that's well made but it's not fun. Yeah. So it yeah. all just depends on the audience, I guess. But is that, that's the thing. The audience has to feel moved in some way, whether it's laughing because it's daft, or or, <laughs> or crying yeah. because it's sad, or or mm. you know, or wincing because it it it, it has to have <laughs> some sort of effect on the on the looker on her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, right. I don't so, know. You have to move them in some way. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, on the podcast, we're doing three of your films, actually. I counted them today. I didn't realize we were doing three. I thought we were only doing two. Um, we're doing um, the 1981 Maniac, which I think is probably one of your most well-known films. Yeah. Um, we're also doing the last horror... F- oh, no, no, not the last horror film. That was... Uh, which one that was, was the it? fanatic or is with Joe again? Yeah. yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that see yeah. that one was a that one was actually a video nasty. That's why I don't think we're doing that one because it's oh, like is, a it, is, that, is that called a video? What about Maniac? Was that a, what's the difference between a video nasty and a? I don't know what the difference. Well, is. so, so I really the, well the video nasty was just kind of like a a bit of a colloquial term for any kind of video that was kind of I don't know um, horror like or seemingly yeah. to the general public, but um, okay. The, the video nasties today, they um, it's the official list that the director of public prosecutions put around during the the eighties because the, the okay. obviously police uh, uh, groups of police would raid uh, video dealers looking for <laughs> video nasties, wouldn't they? Oh, so gosh. It, it seems a bit strange, doesn't it? It's very bizarre <laughs> when you think, yeah. And, I mean, and so, so, was that one of them? Do you think? Do you think Last Horror Film might have been one? Or oh, it de- definitely was. It was on one was of the lists. Yeah. Was it? It Ooh, was well. Quite well, there was, cool, really. there was there was two lists. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, especially because Maniac was around at the time. It's it's very odd. Um, and Maniac uh, is far stronger. I mean, the content because you know you look at Tom Savini and again yes. practical effects, yeah, amazing. Definitely. Yeah. Well, so um, yeah, so mm-hmm. uh, last horror film was on uh, one of the lists. Mm-hmm. It, there was a section two list and a section three list. I think section two were uh, the films that were on that list, uh, they could be seized by the police and the dealer could be prosecuted for sort of selling them selling or renting them. them. Yeah. yeah. And the Section 3 list, um, the police could steal, well, well, steal it, in effect, from the shelves. Yeah. And yeah. Um, 
but by giving them up, you automatically admitted that they were obscene, so you weren't prosecuted. So it's sort of oh, like no. a lesser obscene charge. Well, the last horror film was on that Section 3 one, so basically no. they could... Yeah, they could take it off the shelves, and I think they actually got incinerated if they were kind of put You're away. Ju- I've never heard of this. I'm just no, never. no. I'm, I'm pretty I'm sure. It, yeah, I'm pretty sure they were. It's almost close to book burning, wasn't it? Really, in the uh, in Nazi Germany. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, book burning, witch burning. Oh my mm. gosh, that that's. Um, I'm absolutely shocked. I, I I'm trying to remember. I haven't seen it for years and years. Was it mm. that nasty, or was it that? You know, he was he was very shot on a guerrilla filmmaking. It was very oh, the last horror film. A, yeah. yeah, was it nasty particularly? Or? Well, I've watched I mean, it. It's not yeah. pa- it's not particularly nasty. The, no, the thing not is, as uh, nasty if you like as as Maniac. Oh, Maniac, Maniac, Maniac out, was out a dark all film. of them really. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The thing was, I think that's hmm. why they're, they're quite kind of popular now because the the list became public after a certain amount of time. And yeah. I think people have now just sought out those films uh, to, to kind of find out, oh, what was what was so nasty about them that um, that so the, you know the, the government wanted to get rid of. But wow. I found on the whole that really that they've kind of unjustified. There's a lot of films yeah. that just aren't very good in the first place. Yeah. And yeah. it seems to be. Do you know when? Um, I don't know if you've had this before. It ha- happens a lot in in my um, experience when when you hear about something and someone tells you orally what happens in a film. Like, and yeah. they just say, like, you know, someone has their, you know, guts ripped out with a hook. And yeah. you just think, oh, my goodness, oh, that sounds yeah. awful. Yeah. And you'll get to watch the film, and that mm-hmm. does happen in it, but it's maybe done in a slightly more tasteful way, and you can't see yeah. anything. or it's, yeah. like, it's like that sort of thing. I, I imagine that a lot of the things, if you read out verbatim, like what was in some of these films... In the script, I suppose. You read yes. the script. Yes. And, but then what you can actually show, or what the special effects, People exactly. Exactly. So you I know, think that I think mm, that basically mm. word of mouth and that sort yeah. of thing got around. And I think there was just a panic based on it. Could they yeah. say, "Oh, that particular film contains, you know, a, a graphic sexual assault," so it's like get yeah. get rid of that one. And they just yeah. used to note the titles down. I think in mm. the um, I think in the last horror film, I think the contentious scene was probably when um, uh, Joe Spinell b- bursts into the bathroom with you, and you're kind of just in your towel. Oh, and, yeah. and it threatens you with the, with a glass bottle. With I a think glass I, bottle, really, yeah, I think, and I yet think nothing that, happens. But but it's no, a no, threat of of, against. Um, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Especially well, nowadays. Well, oh, I, think gosh, that, I think that image was on the video cover as well. You see, so that so the yes, police were just able to see it straight away. So they just thought, oh, well, there's another one. There's another one of those yeah. films. You know, that's nasty towards but women. But maybe they didn't. Yes, yes, nasty towards women. But maybe they didn't see that she actually got away. No, <laughs> maybe no, they didn't watch insane. it to, to see that she actually did get away from. from no, that. of course not. Mm. Well, there's a like, there's a lot of these films. I, I mean, I, there's one that's mm. um, there's a Spanish film that was on the list called um, The Cannibal Man, and it sounds mm. quite it sounds quite a, a nasty sort of film. But it, it does sound it, nasty, yes. It does, doesn't it? But it's mm-hmm. actually it's actually it's really not so nasty. It's not not even about a cannibalistic man. It's it's just oh. about um, it's about a man who's living in uh, Franco. Uh, era Spain and yeah. he defends his girlfriend one night and um, accidentally kills the taxi driver who's attacking his girlfriend Yeah, and um, his girlfriend pressures him to go to the police but he's quite mm. poor and back then there was a lot of prejudice against lower classes so yeah. 
he tries to stop her from telling on him and he accidentally kills her as well. And he has to keep on killing people that are kind of about to stumble upon what he's done. Oh, and it's like yeah. he, his, his habit of kind of killing people gets yeah. out of control. And it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's kind of a despairing kind of film, but yeah. it's just the title, the title of it sounded nasty title's enough. Awful. Yeah, title yeah. sounds awful, doesn't But that's what I mean. It's yeah. just, the, it was just, I think that a lot of the films in, back in the day did just get kind of convicted based on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it yeah, was kind of a case true. of judging the book by the cover in, in yeah, the extreme, yeah, really. Yeah, rather than, yeah, that's interesting. Mm. Didn't know any of that. I really didn't. <laughs> no, yeah. that's that's just kind of what it's like, yeah. So, um, okay, well, Maniac's one of the ones that we're covering. Uh, what are your memories of uh, Maniac? Um, well, great to work with Joe. Mm, Joe Spinell. Yes, Joe Spinell. We'd um, we'd first met on in Italy um, mm. on Luigi's from Luigi Cosi's film Star Crash, and we got on really, really well. Um, oh I yeah, know. yeah. No, yeah, sorry. Luigi Cossi was um, a fan of Ray Harryhausen as well, wasn't Very he? Very big fan. That really it, the the um, Star Crash in Luigi's film had a little um, homage to to Ray, insofar as it had the the robot, mm. you know, the it, it, <laughs> stop motion. So yeah. so so yeah. So so we worked on that. We got on well, and um, he came, went back to New York, and I knew he was working on or getting ready to work on a film. And I was mm. invited over to Fangoria to a film convention, you know, not a convention, a film festival. Oh, right. Um, uh, I, maybe they were even showing Star Crash. Anyway, I was a guest. And Joe was a guest, so, so mm. we re-met. And Bill Lustig was there, and Tom, Tom Savini. Um, and I, I met them all. And their, mm. their actress there, uh, was going to be their lead actress in this new film that they'd written, Joe and Bill Lustig yeah. had, had co-written, called Maniac, and, and their lead actress couldn't um, make it. She was busy still working, and I happened to be there. And, mm. and they, they, they said, um, they said, and they were, this was Friday. They were going to mm. start shooting on Monday. <laughs> they said, <laughs> they said wow. what are you doing for the next two weeks? I said, well, I said, well I'm going to go back on Monday and... You know, I've got some stuff to do. They said, well, how about, you know, would you like to be in this film? I said, oh, gosh, I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, wow. they gave me the script, and I read it, and I kind of literally slept on the script, my head on the script, and I thought about it. <laughs> and also Bill Lustig took me down to 42nd Street and showed me Halloween. Oh, And wow. I'd never seen, I know. <laughs> uh, actually, Bill and Joe, they, took, they said, we want to make this kind of film. This is a new kind of horror film. And mm. I was actually, woof, it kind of, I'd, I'd never seen anything like it. It was strong, and I thought, oh, my gosh. I'm very anyway, jealous. Yeah, <laughs> very jealous. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could have gone to 42nd Street to watch Halloween, of all things. Yes, no, that's exactly where we, I'd never been to 42nd Street. <laughs> this was in, obviously, New York. Mm. And um, anyway, I, I liked Joe so much. I got on well with Bill, and I met um, Tom and... And I said, mm. yes, you know, why not? And so, so on Monday morning, um, I found myself in uh, New Jersey, and we were shooting our first scene. Wow! Um, so, that, so that's kind of how how I I so why was it obviously not the original choice, but mm. um, they wanted a European actress for for the role, mm. sort of Italiany, and uh, and I maybe fit fit the bill. 
Anyway, mm. it, I, I had an amazing experience working on it, especially with Joe. All my scenes were with Joe. Mm. <clears throat> when he, because he wore two hats in the film. One was his, um, one was his trying to be ordinary hat, and the other was his slightly <laughs> deranged and <laughs> maniacal yeah. hat. Um, mm. And he was extraordinary. I mean, just watching him work and mm. you know, working alongside him and with Bill. Um, great crew, great American crew. I, I hadn't, I had actually worked with an American crew in Los Angeles before, but this was a, a New York crew and they were mm. terrific to work with. And, and again, I, I watched, um, Joe, uh, Bill, no, sorry, Tom Savini okay. do his effects in front mm. of my eyes with the camera. So that wow. was something to behold to actually just, I stayed up all, they were night shooting, and I went there. I was just going to spend a couple of hours, and I ended up watching them do their scenes kind of all oh, night. Wow. It was just, you know, just amazing. So it was a it was a real learning curve, because, again, mm. it had a very small budget. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I believe it opened very well in New York. It opened, it was huge in New York, until mm. it started to be banned by the women's groups in Los Angeles. <laughs> by, by that time I'd flown back you know I'd flown back to London and and Joe, Joe said oh so we're going to tour around Europe with the film but can you come to Los Angeles first mm. and then and then then he phoned up after he got there he said oh perhaps don't come because we're getting um, all the um, protesters outside the cinema <laughs> <laughs> and it's all the anti you know and I he said, I, I think you wouldn't want to be coming here at this moment. So I said, perhaps I won't. <laughs> he said, so we'll meet in Germany. We met in Germany and, and we kind of did the rounds there. So the oh, film wow. was getting banned left, right and centre all over. Yeah. We, it well, to be honest, have, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Maniac, uh, I, I can kind of understand in a, in a way. I mean, yeah. it is just a horror film, but there is a... There's a very undeniable, uncomfortable kind of sleaziness to it, and it's um, oh, absolutely. It's, st- it's still very grimy watching even today. It, it's a, it, it. I think it. I think that's. Well, I was going to say charm. Maybe that's not the right word. No, no, no. I, I agree. It is. But it I is, think there's a charm that's to it. It's its thing. That's its rawness. That it was all shot on 15 and blown up, blown up mm. to 32. So you've got you've got the. Especially when you've got the night shots of uh, going over New York, you've got the the sound and the jerkiness of the helicopter. You've mm. kind of got the whole, and you've got the sirens, and you've got the you know got the shining lights and the darkness. Mm. And, and I that's think what it that, is. It's it's that clash it, of darkness and absolutely, the light. Absolutely, it really. Mm. And then you have then you have the you know the sunny bits. You have Central Park, and you have the photography <laughs> studio. So you have the lighter moments, but it's, and he. Listen, I think without Joe's performance, yeah, I, mm. I think Joe's performance just, if, if he'd have been around today, if he'd still have been around today, he would have won mm. all sorts of awards for that because he was an Absolutely. outstanding actor. I mean, just just, physic, just physically as well, massive oh, yeah. physical performance, just oh, very intimidating it, looking as well. Very. Oh, <laughs> and yet so sweet in real life, so charming and sweet and <laughs> funny and and he, he naughty and you know all the things you kind of expect he lived hard and and mm. played hard but but he was a very very clever uh, decent man you know mm. really and and oh. a really good friend and i 
I'm just so sad he's not here because they didn't have all these convention things like they do now all over the country. And he would have, oh, he would have loved it. I was so going to say, yeah, I think he would oh. have absolutely loved them, wouldn't he? Cause, oh, he would have loved them because he loved people and people loved him because he was just such a larger-than-life character. Mm. So, um, yeah, <laughs> so we did that. And then, and then of course, then we got to work on, on the next one because we, mm. we, we kind of, we liked working together and the next one would be, the last horror the film. The last horror film, yeah. yeah. Now I think actually the, mm-hmm. the the modern DVD of Maniac, I think I think it actually is a censored version still, you know. I don't think it's actually been no. released uncut. It, yeah, I think still today yeah. it has been released uncut. What the Blu ray? Is it is the Blu ray not the director's cut or I haven't really? that, you know what? I don't even think um, Maniac has a Blu ray edition here. Oh. I think there's just a DVD. I know it's it's screaming for one really. I mean I think there's I think the Mm, I, th- I think in America it may be uncut. I mean, uh, oh, I, I, maybe. Yeah. I think I think you're right because I, I seem to think I did some um, extras with Bill a couple of years ago for Mania. Mm, when yeah. I was in New York, I was at the Chiller Theatre show, and yeah. he said, "Would I come along and just have a little chat about the film?" Yeah, because the um, version I've got is the mm-hmm. um, it's the American imported DVD because, the, the, like oh. I said, the current DVD in the UK does it. It's missing about a minute, I think. Uh, of like the the most extreme bits. Really, that's amazing. It, it is it is amazing, and I think um, even though it wasn't one of the nasties in the UK, and we and we yeah. said it, you know it wasn't. Yeah. I think there actually there were reports of it being snatched though, just because I think of the cover image because oh it the has cover image yeah, yeah. This is the thing the cover image you mean just with the legs and the head. The, the that's hair. the one, yeah. Well, the, the, the so scalp, strong. really. Yeah, it was yeah. the scalp, and this is what the women objected to. Even though, yeah. even though, if you remember in the film, he actually did kill a man. One of the first. People yeah, yeah, he man. did. I mean, Somebody. actually, that was that was Tom mm. Savini. One of Tom Savini's effects was on a man as well, wasn't it? Uh, yes, the, um, yes, the it was. And, yes, the shotgun was on on him himself, but the mm. man on the beach who was um, yeah, yeah, of course. Throat, that, 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 so there was two men. So it mm. wasn't just women. <laughs> <laughs> no, not to he was, say that's right, but but he was no, based no. <laughs> on on the son of Sam. It was based. But he was very, uh, he was an equal opportunities killer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was a nasty oh. piece of work. But but Joe <laughs> Joe did. I mean, to me, it was mesmeric. I I was in um I was invited to Madrid uh, just over a month ago mm. um, to a festival there, and Maniac was a film of choice. Oh wow! So that was the one they showed, and I had to introduce it. And, it's great. It's that's what I mean. Yeah. It's it's still and well loved today. Yeah, they 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 loved it. They did. They did. <laughs> they did. If that's the right word, but and yeah. it was extraordinary. So yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, let's have a look. So. Excuse me, if my throat's a bit. I was talking all, the whole of the day. I haven't got a sore throat. It's just very no, no, ter- no. It's okay. Just, like at the moment. I've just I've just lost myself a little in my notes. Oh, at all. okay. <laughs> uh, let's have a look. Um. Yeah, the last uh, the horror, last horror film when that was released um, in nineteen eighty two, I think when it was um, seized from the shelves. But um, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think it was actually slightly censored. But today it is um, it's uncut. You can but, get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's uncut. I think it's um, from a. I think I told you at the um, horror con. It's um, a, a company called Eighty Eight Films, and they're oh, doing okay. a lot of um, doing a lot of re releases of old uh, sort of slasher fi- slasher oh. films. Okay. Well, also they're do, they're doing an Italian collection as well, like of all the old oh. Italian stuff, because oh, wow. a, a great deal of the nasties were Italian, basically. Yeah. 
Yeah, a lot of the well European stuff really yes, was, was getting banned. Yes, European and Spain, but yeah, Italy did a lot. The Giallo films, a lot of the yeah, mm. some of them were quite um, strong, weren't they? But there's yeah, another film. It. There's another film of yours that we're actually covering as well. Um, it's um, Don't Open Till Christmas um, in 1984. <laughs> do, do you remember that film? I do, but I didn't. I literally, they asked me a day before. They said, "Well, we'd like you to be in it. What do you want to do?" You have a little cameo, I, I believe. There's a you? tiny cameo, a tiny, <laughs> tiny cameo. My husband was doing the effects on the film, mm. um, and um, and they said, "Would she do it?" And so, so I just did a little songy thing. I'd written yeah. that little song, so anyway. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so I don't. I've never seen the film. You've so never I seen Don't Open Till Christmas. I've never seen the film. I tend not to watch my own stuff, and that was so tiny anyway. Yeah. You know, I really, I was a blink and you'd miss me. Well, do you remember, do you remember the director at all, um, Edmund Purdom? I didn't meet him. I was you second unit. You didn't meet him? No. Oh, you didn't meet him? I was second him. unit. No, oh, I was second right. unit. No. I was going to say, was it? I think it was Alan Pudney, he was a second unit director. I didn't, no, no I remember him as a young girl. I mm. think I had quite a crush on him because he was oh, a big star. <laughs> yes, he was a big star. And I, when I was a schoolgirl, I thought he was rather gorgeous. And oh, I wow. can't remember what it was he was in. You'd have to look that up. It was something wonderful, and it was a sort of a period piece. He did have quite... Um, he, well, he had a, a relatively short stint, I think, in Hollywood, didn't he? He failed yeah. to get work after a while, which was, the, which was very oh, I sad. I don't know. That's sad because he was such a good-looking chap. But I didn't meet him. Literally, I did half a morning on that. Oh, and that was it. So I don't know anything about the storyline. or. But I have had people <laughs> coming up to me. They, they said, I thought you were in it. I said, well, I'm, I, I said, well, I think I was in it for... They said, you were in it for half a minute. Because <laughs> we thought, I said, well, I don't know, I, and I don't even know if my name's on it. I have never seen it, so I don't know anything about it. I, I can't well, I mean, really you, help you there. You, you are credited in it, so I mean, cause I, I, yeah, I, spot, yeah. I spotted it. To be honest, yeah. I didn't, I didn't actually know you were in it until I kind oh. of looked it up. Because um, obviously, it's near Christmas, so um, we're including it in one of our Christmas episodes. Oh, very shortly. that's funny. That's funny, yeah. <laughs> I have well, to maybe. Try and get myself a copy or something, or try and see it or something. Maybe. Open. To be honest, I don't think it has a release in the UK. I mean, it lost, oh. not as far as I can see. That's, that's, was it, that's, was that's it any problem. good? Have you never seen it or not? I haven't actually seen it. Carol, oh, you know. okay. I haven't yes. yet. It's, so it's, it's on my list of ones to get, just because okay. there was a big, um, there was a big brew. One of the um, nasties was um, a film called Christmas Evil, which was mm. um, about a, a killer Santa Claus. And I think yes. there was a big uh, furore in America as well with um, a film called Silent Night, Deadly Nights, which was again about a killer Santa Claus. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, so I think there was a, there was a big controversy in the eighties about films that were about kind of horror at Christmas. Yeah, and biblical. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Kind of counter. It was, it was considered yeah. very sacrilegious, I think, yes, to kind yes, of turn Santa yes. into a you know, well, a maniac, basically. Yes, so yes, I think I, the, mean, yeah. I think but that's why I've picked Don't Open well. Till Christmas, just because yes. it's in that sort of same vein. Well, the title, yeah. I suppose, the title Don't. I suppose the title doesn't give that much away. So, no, no. Yeah. Well, but a Christmas, it's a film, Christmas yeah. Eve. Yeah, it's a, it's a slasher film. I think mm. it's. Um, I think I don't know whether it's a, a bit of the reverse though. I think it's a killer who's killing people dressed like Santa rather than the other way around. Oh, okay, yeah. So I, I can't. I, I oh, can't, that's I funny. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> 
We all love we all love Christmas horrors, though. I mean, I only watched um, Gremlins the other night. <laughs> oh, Gremlins! Well, I like Gremlins. I, I love Gremlins. I haven't seen that for years. That's quite. I mean, it's not really cute, but it's naughty, it's mischievous. And, yeah, isn't it? it's it yeah. was very it's very blackly comic. You know, like yes, you're kind it is. Of laugh, yeah, you're kind of laughing at it, but you're kind yeah, of like, you do. Well, yeah, really certainly really see because they're so naughty. Really. <laughs> not nice, are they? <laughs> mean. No, no. Yeah. And uh, the other film we're covering is um, Slaughter High, which I mentioned at the, oh, the Horicon, okay. which it, which again, um, it had a release in 1986 on VHS, and it was yeah. censored, censored quite what, heavily, it? I think. Yeah, in the in the um, UK, I think after the nasties thing had kind of settled down a little, yeah. I think the authorities were just well, let's say the authorities, the BBFC, yeah. I think they were just quite cautious with horror in general because they yeah. just didn't want to. They didn't want to stir up another controversy. So lots of horror films were censored in uh, the wake of the nasties. Because uh, it was originally, when we, we shot it, the working title was April Fool's Day, but because there was another April Fool's Day. That's right, um, yes. I think Paramount yeah. had the... You yeah, didn't had, know um, that. Yeah, they did, Frank Mancuso. So mm. so ours had to, ours was with Dick Randall, so the title had to be changed. Do you um, know what I found out? The though, that actually, um, that actually, Slaughter High was actually released under the April Fool's Day title in Japan. What, our, our Slaughter High? Yeah. Our one? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so I didn't know that. I bet George doesn't know that. No. <laughs> well, to be honest, oh. I didn't know that either because I read oh. about the, you know, the, the fact that there was another film so you had to change it. But yeah, yeah the, v- the VHS release in Japan is actually under its original working title, oh, which is very odd. It's the only, pa- only place in the world where it was released under that title. Oh, extraordinary. Yeah, mm. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, it, it, is a, it is a bit odd when you read up about these things later. You think, odd. oh, how strange that was. <laughs> well, that's coming out on Blu-ray because we've all just, uh, about two or three months ago, maybe, two months mm. ago, I did the... Um, uh, you know the um, extra to that talking extra on camera, oh, yeah. and George and Peter Litton did the up in Manchester the audio. Oh, so I they, see. You mean, yeah, they you mean like the, the commentary? Audio. Yes, the commentary, and I do a you know a visual one on camera. So, oh, so okay. they're the extras. So it's going to be Blu-ray. And oh, I perfect. Do, I mean, I think very very soon. I'm not sure if it's. We had to rush it through. I think it's kind of out now, maybe in the States. It's coming out. Mm. I'll have to pick up a copy of that. Then, definitely. Yeah, I haven't got a copy. They promised us a copy. But um, <laughs> it would be nice to have a copy. But um, uh, it, 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 whenever I go to the States, they love it over there. And I, I mm. said, why do you like it so much? <laughs> because it's so cheesy. <laughs> yes, it But is. the effects are great. I mean... Again, a tiny budget, but the mm. effects were all done um, mm. in front of your eyes, and the effects were great. The effects you know? are really, really... I mean, in this one as particularly as well. They're brilliant. They're, they're, yeah. they're really brilliant. Cause in I, this one, they're particularly explosive, I found. Like the, 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 the bursting belly, for example, and like the melting... That was amazing. Like the, it, that bursting belly was very, very... was a big I mean, shock. Wasn't, wasn't it incredible? Because the camp did not leave that and no. they did it in front of us. No, that and was really that was, good. It was brilliant. I mean, that was... Well, that was I mean, Peter the thing Litton was as well, the thing was, it, it, it also, it's got very bizarre deaths in it. They're very cartoonish. Like, um, well, that was the whole idea. It was meant to be, because George mm. wrote it, it was meant to be a take on horror films. 
you know, mm. kind of slightly uh, comic take on, yes, so, so the deaths yeah. were unusual. I suppose but, not unlike Dr. Fives, the deaths were unusual. Mm. Well, I think the, you know, the, the competition thing you had, the April Fool's Day film, that that one had a very similar kind of take on it as well, but it's, um, you know, a kind of comic kind of feel I've to the Slasher film. I've never seen that. Film. Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen that. Well, yeah. I've, I've seen it once. It's it's okay. It, it, yeah. It's funny. The mm. thing is, Slaughter High takes the the gore to the next level, really. Like the, okay. it, the April Fool's Day is a, a very restrained kind of thing. It's not particularly oh, okay. graphic. Yeah. So, to be honest, a slaughter high is better at, the, at that sort of thing because it kind of takes all the conventions you're used to. Yeah. yeah, and it definitely delivers. I mean, yeah. it's actually the body count's quite high actually for such a I think for such it a low is. budget I can't film. Remember. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. But this yeah. is about twelve people end up yeah. dying at some that point. That is an awful lot, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, for a for a slasher film, that's that's quite, that's quite good. I mean, yeah. really, you'd expect yeah. maybe eight or something like that, but no, tw- yeah. uh, twelve people. Wow, is that really? See, I don't know. <laughs> but I did sit through it and, you know, watch it before mm. before I did my, you know, my little thing. And, yeah, <laughs> I was, I, I thought it was really well made. I yeah, did, I really it, it did. is. I think they did a great job on it. Especially, is none of us, well, there was a few, there was a few real Americans there, obviously, a few mm. real American actors, but the rest of us, obviously, trying to do our best American acting. Um, <laughs> well, the thing and, is, I, I mean, it, when I watched it the first time, I really didn't notice it was British at all. That it, that I, was, yeah. They were meant to shoot some stuff. The outside stuff was mm. meant to be done. Um, Dick Randall promised that they were going to get enough of a budget and they could shoot some some stuff on location outside yeah. in America. But then when it came to it, you know, the, I think he spent all <laughs> his money on on the soundtrack, so there was no money left for everything. So oh, yeah, that was. Really, um, that yeah. was Harry Manfredini, I yes, think, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yes, yes. Drake, yeah. quirky, quirky. Yeah, one. the famous for Friday the 13th. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yes, so he spent a lot of money, and that was most of the budget on his, on his music. <laughs> great music, great music, but no location mm. work. So everything was done, you know, again. Ad hoc. Very, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and yeah. again, I think they did an amazing job on that. Really, I think I think you did. I mean, because like like I said, I did. I really didn't know that it was um, that it um, was a British at all. English, I mean, I'd, really, yes. Yeah, well, for me, it, it it felt like an American slasher film. I had no reason yeah. to really kind of doubt it. I mean, I'm not particular. I've I've learned to kind of ignore like the little nuances in films like yeah. this, so that I don't yeah. really notice when there's maybe the accent is a little off yeah, or something like that. Yeah, a bit, yes, yeah. I did really genuinely didn't notice. I just thought it was a typical American slasher film. But it was oh. um, it, it was a lot, a lot of fun. Good. Oh, I'm glad you like Well, people, as I say, they love that film. Mm. They just keep coming up and, you know... I think it's just the silliness of it because it's really not do. serious at all. No, it's, this is the thing. <laughs> if people actually get it... And they do, they say they, it's their favorite horror film and they love it. And they, you know, and a lot of couples come up, they say, it's so funny, we just laugh at it. And we really enjoy it. And <laughs> So that's brilliant. If I you think can that's make the thing, as, laugh, long as, you, as long as you can make a film fun, even if it's yes. not made particularly well, I mean, you've done yes. your job, haven't you? Yeah, I think so. You've entertained. <laughs> yeah. So I believe, and again, I only found out this today, but... Um, you got married, didn't you, to George Dugdale? Oh, I am. Yes, yes. Yes. No, and he was one of the directors. I only found out yes. today through, through looking yes. up on the internet. 
Yes, and nobody that, knew so. nobody knew that we were going out when we because we didn't want that. You know, they, they, so he was much yeah. harder on me directing the film than he was on everybody else. I thought that's not fair. <laughs> he was cooking on me. <laughs> so that was a bit mean. Oh yes, no, no, no. We've been married for oh, a long time now. <laughs> no, that's nice. Because yeah. Um, yeah, this one has uh, sort of hired three directors altogether, didn't it? Um, yes, Peter, it had, Peter Litton. Peter Litton uh, did the uh, did the special effects. Yeah. Mark did a bit of the writing. George did most of the directing and the writing. But, yes. but it, yeah, George's baby, George's original idea. And then oh, Mark yeah. did some of the writing, some of the dialogue, and Peter did the special effects. It was good. It worked well. Mm, it, it really, really did. Yeah. Um, but again, I think yeah, I think the the VHS came out the following year after it was released in 1987. Yeah. And um, yeah, the, the the acid bath. Do you remember the the bit with the, yeah. the bath of acid? Yeah. <laughs> I think that was jo- Josephine. Oh, what was her name now? Uh, I don't remember. She was a sweet lady. I don't remember her. Was beginning with S. Oh, um, Josephine Scandy. That's it. Yes. Josephine yes, Scandy. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That she. I remember she's. Um, she said before that um, the makeup took about five and a half hours to put on. Took a long but, time, yeah. But, but um, you had to do the couple of takes in just a few moments because the water melted really? it off. That's <laughs> the thing, really. Yeah, yeah. Paul, it took a long time, and it was very well done. Again, brilliantly mm. done. You know, so good. Well, actually, yeah. I found out as well the skeleton that's in the aftermath is actually, was actually a real skeleton as well. I expect so, knowing the boys. Yeah. That, was, that was Peter, Peter and John Humphreys. Oh no, they, I mean, they, they sticklers for getting the, they, mm. they, they, they did the effects on, um, uh, on the fanatic on the last horror film too. Oh, did they? Peter Lynn, oh. yeah, that's how he got to know. Yes, ah. they did the effects there, so that kind of makes sense. So they were really good. Mm. I mean, they're good effect boys, really. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It just reminds me of that. Um, have you ever seen uh, Toby Hooper's uh, Poltergeist? film no 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 oh, but, well, i think um, that there was oh the, well the, the real skeletons were used in that one too you see oh. so it's, this, this is one of those few films that actually did use real skeletons yeah it's quite quite often yeah you'll, you'll um it's actually cheaper to get real skeletons but people absolutely. use absolutely no yeah. absolutely you know you can't <laughs> deny you can't say oh that doesn't look very good it, it, well, no, yeah, because actually, it's, it it's, when good. it's real. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Ooh, that's, yeah, that's not realistic at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, you can always tell when it's a fake skeleton. I mean, well, you know, there's, you just, there's just certain things that are missing when, it, when yeah. it's faked, unfortunately. Yeah. It's not really, you can't really fool people into thinking that it's uh, a real no, skeleton. No, no, you might as well use the real thing if you can get it. Yeah. Um, do you remember, because uh, I've, it's um, well known here that um, the guy who played um, Marty, Simon yeah. Scudamore, he yeah. um, tragically killed himself in uh, 1984. Um, did, you yeah. have, did you have many memories of um, Simon at all? He was a lovely chap. He was a very, very kind, lovely chap, very dedicated um, mm. to, to, to his work. He also, which we didn't find out, we were so shocked when we, mm. we heard and as contrary to what people say about him mm. and the film, he was not. He wasn't depressed doing that film. He was actually really happy doing the film. Yeah. But yeah. but what he did, he used to go when we didn't work on a Saturday and a Sunday. He used to go. He'd had a 
he'd had a trauma when he was younger, when he was a young boy. Mm. And his mother told George, because George and Peter went to the funeral. Yeah. And his mother, his mother, um, told, um, told the boys that he used to go to children's homes and help with children that had had really, um, bad problems. Um, oh. Uh, so he used to do that at the weekends. He was a really decent, thoughtful man, and and I think he had a I think he had a terrific future because he was he was really dedicated to what he did. He was mm. a lovely man. He kept himself very much to himself, which was mm. what he wanted for the part because he didn't want to feel part of the group. You know, we'd go off and just sit and have the lunch together. And, yeah, and he'd, yeah. He'd, he'd go somewhere else and. And and we always used to say, aren't you going to come? And he said, no, 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 no. He said, I need to keep in character. So, okay. <laughs> so, so he did. Wow. Um, he is, no, he's he's, he's particularly guy. memorable. Particularly memorable in this film. You know, yeah. He's great in it. Great. And no, it's it, so is, it is, it it is just, such a shame. We we just, we just you know, we, we were just shocked. But, as, but his mother assured the boy, he... And she said he was so happy doing the film. It had mm. nothing to do with that. It was something yeah. before, and and the boys didn't then go there. So, no. But he was a lovely bloke. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's that's really nice to hear. I mean, it, it's, his dedication does come through because his. Yeah, um, I hope so. Yeah. I well, think it, it well, does. His, well, his character's just so. Um, well, yeah. so nerdy. Like it's yeah. like you know it's. Um, yeah, it was perfect because he wasn't nerdy. He was he was a very clever young man. You know, an attractive <laughs> young man, but he nerded up a treat. Oh, you know, he, he did. did. He did. He really he did. did. It so well. He was a really good little <laughs> character actor, and young, and I think he could have gone on to do great things. Really, I, I believe, definitely yeah. believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the shocking moments, though, when I first watched Slaughter High, is actually when um, when he's kind of got you cornered in the um, the bathroom towards yeah. the end, and yeah. you get killed. And I it's do. just it's just such a shock because I mean you know with the traditional you think final she'd girl aspect. Through, I know. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. And when that happened, of... I was my mouth was open. I said, "Huh? Well, it can't yeah. end like that." You know what? <laughs> Again, I think it was a shortage of budget because they wanted to shoot different endings. Oh, and right. Because of the time limit and budget restraints, mm. they didn't have the time. Well, so I, to be honest, I think maybe with I... what you got, it was more unexpected. Maybe that way. Yeah. And she well, wasn't very nice. Well, she wasn't. No, that is true. That is mm, true. Not particularly nice, was she? <laughs> did you not? Did you not like him playing kind of not a nice character? Oh no, I did. No, I liked it. I liked it. But, <laughs> but no, it's always fun. You know, always fun. Um, but no, no, she was mean. Mean girl. She was. Yeah, she was very well. She was. Yeah, I think towards the, um, the whole thing. Wasn't yeah, she? I think she was. She was just you know silly. Wanted to be one of the gang. Silly girl. Yeah, anyway. but but I think it I think it does make the um the kind of you know, the kind of silly nature of the, the the death scenes. I think it makes it actually much more effective because it, it's revealed, isn't it, that um, Marty's actually it, it's still in a mental hospital, yeah. and this yes, the whole film yes. has been his sort of bizarre exactly. violent fantasy. Exactly. So and it the, makes I'm sense. I'm not sure about um, the end. I'm not sure about the end. That particular scene at the end. Again, I think that was very much improvised. So mm. I'm not sure how that worked. I'm not sure. Mm. I don't know. I think George wanted to do something different, but it, but restraints, time, budgets, things. Yeah. You know. well, I think and, it, I think it does work, and it. Yeah. Um, it's almost Fantasy. a bit of a. There was another movie that was um, actually one of the nasties as well. It was um, called The Burning. 
Have you yeah. ever heard of that one, The Burning? I've heard of The Burning. I've never seen it. Yeah. It, it begins almost in the same way as Slaughter High End, really, because um, it's, yeah. about this, it's about this um, caretaker called Cropsy who... Um, the, the, the kids at his summer camp play a prank on him, and he gets um, he gets burned basically, mm. and um, ends up in hospital. And, and then it does the traditional thing of you know twenty something years later, yeah. and um, he bursts out the hospital and kind of gets his revenge. And it's kind of a, you know this, this bit in Slaughter High is almost like saying it's kind of like that kind of homage, you know, like oh, Marty's wow. woken up, yeah, have this kind yeah. of violent fantasy of kind of yeah. getting his revenge, and yeah. then is about to perpetrate it. So. Even wow. though you know, even it yeah. kind of comes kind of comes across as a little bit of a you know you've run out of budget sort of thing, but I yes. think it works perfectly fine. Yeah. Oh well, that's good. Oh, I have to mm. tell George. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I think I think it works fine. It's it, good. It, it clearly it clearly has fans for a reason. This film. So. <laughs> oh well, that's very nice of you to say so. But yes, I I'm always surprised. You know, when people come up, it always surprises mm. me. But. But in a good way, you know, I think that's very, it's lovely if people like it. Because <laughs> it's, it's hard, always making a film is, is hard work, it's hard work. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll just do a quick, just one quick last question then, I guess. Um, you, <laughs> you, you worked on uh, Star Crash with uh, Luigi Cotti. Yeah. Did, uh, do you remember working on his later film, The, the Black Cat? Oh, I loved working on that. Oh, yes, did you? I really, yeah, I really enjoyed working on that. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of quirky, but I've worked with some great actors. I worked with Urbano uh, Barberini, and I've mm. worked with the wonderful Florence Guerin. Mm. Um, so, I, yeah, no, I enjoyed that. It was, it was, it was a strange film to do. But, yeah. No, I did enjoy it. Um, yeah, that's I, good. I don't know how it comes across. I, we actually did see it at a French film festival, and Mm. It's a strange film. It's really well lit, and mm. um, it's it's very very stylized. I think. Again, yeah. I think maybe budgets were uh, a slight problem on that, but but. Yeah. You know, I th- well, Luigi. I think he. I love Luigi. Yeah, I, I was going to say, are you still in touch with Luigi? Oh, very much. So we do a lot of film festivals together. You know, the actual festivals, not yeah. convention. I mean, I've met it at him at conventions, but mm. I was with him in Germany this year. Oh, um, nice! Wonderful. We, we were in. Yeah, we were in Germany together. At a, uh, what was it called? Uh, was it the Strange? Timmy Strange. It was. It was a really good festival, film festival. Yeah. Mm. Oh right, okay, that's good. Yeah. I've, well, I mean, I was I was planning to actually go to um, to go to Italy earlier this year, but plans kind of fell through. I was um, oh. I, I was hoping to go to Rome. Doesn't um, doesn't he run Pro- a shop? He does, Profondo Rosso. Oh, with, is it, um, so he's still there, is he? That's oh yeah, he's still there. Yeah, and he'd, he'd love to show you around. And and if you ever did get there, mention me, and he, oh. you know, because he's good mate. So so he'd. Um, he, was, he runs it with Dario. Dario. Yes, Argento. Dario Argento. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've just um, I've, I've just um, pre-ordered um, one of um, Dario's films for my uh, for my birthday. Suspiria. Yes, Suspiria is getting like a 4K sort of uh, oh, remaster. Wow. So yeah, oh, it's um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Dario. Yes. Yeah. Oh no, wonderful. So, yeah. <sighs> yes, you should go and see. You should go and see Luigi there. I've never actually been to the shop. Um, hmm. I've never, I've never been there because when we were working, he didn't have the shop. But 
Yeah, if I ever yeah. go back to Rome, I shall definitely go and see him there for sure. <laughs> but but I'm sure I'll meet him this time, you know, sometime in the year. We meet at festivals and and he's got a new film himself out. So Oh, has he? Yeah, I've, I've forgotten the name. Melee's Moon. I think oh, right, Mele's, okay. Melee's Moon. It's an interesting, it's kind of autobiographical, but he's such a clever chap, Luigi. I mm. loved working with him. Well, Luigi right. had um, Luigi had a, a, a video nasty himself on the list as well. Um, I think it was a it was an alien ripoff called the uh, Contamination, and it was about like oh, these yeah. these sorts of um, alien eggs that uh, they seem to they pulsate, and then when they blow up, they 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 cause any thing living nearby to explode as well. It's, it's a very bizarre, silly film. I've never seen it. I don't know. When did you make that? After Star Crash? Or, uh, 1980, or I think, Contamination came out. I think... Um, so was that was Star before, Crash... uh, before ours. It was way before uh, The Black Cat. Yes, yeah. I think The Black Cat was um, 1980, late 80s, I think. Late the Black 80s, Cat, late it? 80s. Yes, it yeah. was. Yeah, but, it was 1980, yeah. I think, Contamination. But so it, that it's... must have been just after Stella, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I think just so. Just after, yeah. Hmm. It's it's one of the it's one of the few nasties as well that's been um, re-released today, you know, without any cuts. Um, oh. And it's been downgraded to a fifteen. Oh, wow. <laughs> who's in it? Do you know? Uh, who's, who's in it? Yeah, who the yes. actor in it? Uh, Scottish actor um, Ian McCulloch's in it. Oh, okay. Yes, Ian. Yes. Oh. Did you know? Did you know Ian? Yes, I've, well, I've met him. I don't can't say I know him, but I've met him. Mm. Yeah, he's done a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, Ian McCulloch. There was um, a Canadian actress, um, Louise Marlowe. Yeah. And um, oh, trying to think now. I think those are the only two people that I can remember that have been yeah. in other kind of exploitation flicks around the same yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. I can't oh. uh, can't quite remember otherwise, but no. yeah, that's a, that's a, one of my favourites as well. Just because it's, it? it's 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 again it's so well. The thing is, I've I, I've co- I collect all these video nasty films. I've got a huge collection at home, and mm. I can't really say that I dislike any of them. Really, I mean, there's <laughs> there's maybe one or two that I'm kind of thinking, oh. I really have to be in the mood for that one, as in you yeah, know, I'd have to be feeling yeah. under the weather <laughs> to watch oh, that dear, one. Oh dear, really? <laughs> a bit heavy <laughs> but, but, or a bit something? <laughs> yes, yeah, I'd have to be in a special yeah. kind of mood to watch them again. Yeah. But, but on the whole, most of them, I could easily just put them on and, and watch them forever. You know, oh, they're, they're really, great. really good. That's really good. That seems good. <laughs> oh. Uh, well, it's, I think uh, we'll get on to the last question now, then, okay. um, Caroline. Okay. Uh, so, mm-hmm. Thank you so much. You're such a I've really, really enjoyed speaking to you. Yeah, me too, with you. It's been really fun. Well, of all the films that you've appeared in, which one is the one that you look upon with the most fondness? Oh, that's a really hard question, you know. Sorry. Um, (laughs) I think it's just I'd like to just hear what, what, what you enjoyed the most in your career. Do you know what? I I just feel so fortunate to have worked on most of these projects uh, pretty much i can say there's only one that i i wasn't any i was hardly in it for mm. any time but most of them i've got joy from all of them yeah they've all been different and challenging i love working on film i just mm. love the whole process and you know and and you're working with the crew and then you get to meet the actors and directors and i just love the whole magical process so I, I, I mean, Cronus holds, holds a very 
dear part of my heart because it was Brian and mm. also I liked the character I just liked her very much Sinbad mm. was just so special because it was such a beautiful fairy tale and mm. and I was working with Tom and, and John Phillips Bond was Bond because it, it, I had Roger Roger Lewis Gilbert and Richard <laughs> Steele you know yeah. lucky girl to be in Bond um <laughs> And and the hammer and and Star Crash and, and yes, Star Crash. I, I have I honestly hand on heart can't say a favorite, you know. Mm. And and working with Joe, I got to work with him three times, so that was delightful. I mm. just feel very fortunate to have worked on some, you know, some great little projects and mm. maybe some not so good. But I've enjoyed <laughs> every one of them. I've learned something on every one of them, and mm. and I've made some really beautiful friends, you know, along no, the that's, way. So I that's really, cool. really wonderful. So, yeah, so basically, I, I really it's, have. So basically, it's all the films you look on with the most fondness. Really, I do. All the ones you've done. <laughs> I could not really pick one. I could not pick one. <laughs> really, I couldn't because it. Well, it's, I've, I've, it's I won't a magical process for me, yeah. and I can't pick one. I won't force yeah. you then. I, I think that's that's absolutely fine. Yeah, uh, I hope so. so. You, so all you still for different work, reasons. Are you still working on films? I am. No, I am. I did. Um, I don't know. I did a the Spanish a, a year or so ago. I did the remake of the Vampires. I had a small part in that. I can't. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. So that was Vampire with a how do you spell it? V a m p y r e s. Oh, I see. No, they the, did the a old Spanish family. Yes, and it was. Made in Spain again with a very interesting director, young director called Victor Matalano. All right, um, okay. And um, that was very good experience. I haven't seen the film. I have the film. Um, oh, I was given okay. the film by Victor when I was in Spain a month ago, and he gave it to <laughs> me. So I think it's out. I I don't know. Um, and there's a possible project that I might be working with Martin Veswick and my eldest daughter next year in in America, in Texas, by a young director. Oh, wonderful. Again, it, it would be a kind of a remake or a retake on a on a Hammer film. So, again, it would horror-based, but, mm. but not necessarily out-and-out horror. So, mm. uh, so if that goes, that would be great, but maybe that's... Maybe I shouldn't be talking about it. So. Yeah, no, no, I'm, 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 I, you know, I'm, I'm really keen to be working. I, I just, mm, not yeah. necessarily on horror things, but I just, it, I, the passion hasn't died, basically. That's My really, really not good. Died. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I, I'm really, really glad that it hasn't really, because no, you know, I think, I think, well, I think it's the fact you're still working as well. It just yeah. allows you to bring some more, some more of your kind of charm to things, even today. That's all. Well, I, I mean, I'm so much older, but but it's a different thing. Hopefully, one brings something different now. Yeah, know, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm a much older woman, so. Oh. But that, that's okay. You know, you learn to. Yeah, get a bit no of a shock when it you happens, see it. You think, to hey, adult, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, you you got a long time for you, so you're your baby. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, I'll blink and it'll go away, trust me. <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah, don't say that. Just enjoy it. Enjoy your life and enjoy your films. And, oh, you know, uh, well, I, 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 intend to, I intend to enjoy them, I think, forever now. Good, so, good. Yeah, that's, what, that's think, lovely. That's why I'm, I want to really do this um, this book and the podcast, really. It's just um, oh, it's cha- well it's channeling, 
yeah, it's channeling just what I, I really am quite passionate about. Into, That's uh, it. It is your passion. It, mm, once you find your passion, you think, boy, you know, it suddenly opens the door and you think, gosh, I didn't, I didn't really see that or I didn't think I'd end up doing that. It's, it's no, like definitely me. not. I mean, you know, when, when I went to university, I, <laughs> I trained to um, design computer games. Oh, my and goodness. I, yeah, mm. and I thought that that's what I'd be doing as an adult, but yeah. it's kind of just, it, I've kind of segued onto something else, and I'm actually much happier doing what I'm doing now, so. Oh, that's brilliant. That's it is so one of those good. things, you never really do quite know where you're going to end up, do you, but, and, you still, no? and you still end up loving it. <laughs> that's it, life's a journey, isn't it, and please goodness, you know, people enjoy what they do as much as they can. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Oh well, thank you, thank you so much for pleasure. talking to me, Caroline. It's been it's been such fun. I really, really have enjoyed it. Oh, that's my pleasure. You know what I'm going to do now is put the kettle on. <laughs> yeah, I think you're going to do the same thing. <laughs> biscuit, sounds good. Lovely oh. talking to you. And, and let me know if you need anything else or anything. Please. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Thank you very much, Caroline. Good luck okay. with everything. Take thank care. Thank you. Andy. You too. Speak Bye. to you soon. Bye-bye now. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. that was the wonderful Caroline Munro. She was such, such a good sport. And it was really, really brilliant to chat with her about these sorts of films. I'm still a little bit starstruck even now. Especially since she seems to love the cult around them as much as we enjoy the films themselves. Now, unfortunately, that is all we've got time for today, folks. But do join us really soon on The Nasty Pasty for, yes, even more bonus treats for you to nibble on over the Christmas period. But until then, be cool, and I'll speak to you all soon.